You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. And we are here again with another interview with uh, someone that I am so excited for you all to hear from. He is an absolute rock star. I got to meet him in Cabo. And then we were also just recently with him with uh, in uh, Dallas with Tony, Tony Robbins. And just you see him uh, on video and all of that. He's got an infectious uh, attitude and personality, but he has a way of making you feel as though you are his best friend. And he's uh, just a real inspiration to folks. And so we have here on the podcast today, we have Mr. Brent Gove. And so we are super excited for him to be here with us. And so, Brent, if you just want to give us a a little bit, like a small snippet about yourself for the audience, and then we'll just start rolling into it from there. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, this is your audience. They know you guys, but wow, am I impressed with Jerry and Jacoby. Great guys, great dudes. Uh, Happy to call them my brothers from another mother. I love them and uh, just world-class human beings. So it's truly a privilege and honor to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me on your show. This is awesome. I guess background on me, man, I was born in Southern California, San Diego, 1966, moved up to Northern California in 76, went to high school and college up there, played rugby and basketball and soccer and ping pong, badminton, you know, tennis and skiing, whatever you could do with the sport. That's what I did. And then uh, uh, went off to college and then I got out of college, got into sales. By the time I was 30, I got into real estate. And I'll be 56 next month, or no, March, we're coming up here, what, six, seven weeks. And uh, so I've been in real estate for about 26 years and uh, spent my first 12 years at Remax and really liked it. Then uh, I ended up getting up to 400 homes a year uh, there in my 12 years. So each year, 400 homes a year, so that was good. And then I went to Keller Williams um, in 2009, which of course, Remax said they destroy my career. and. I said, well, if you're right, I'll be back in six months. And of course, eight years later, I was still at Keller Waves and loving it. So I always tell people, man, I liked Remax, but I loved with the capital L-O-V-E-D. I loved Keller Waves. Never going to leave, going to retire there. Enter EXP five years ago, a little over five years ago, and then just life-changing. It was like loved times 100. There is no comparison. I mean, if you're not at EXP, you just don't understand EXP, but that's a whole other story. But uh, so there's my background, and now I live, keep a home in Northern California. I live six months there and six months in the Caribbean. I'm here at my uh, place in the Caribbean right now, and uh, I don't know if anything, but it's just beautiful, gorgeous day out here. Just walked a couple miles on the beach with my wife, and just awesome. It's awesome out here. So that's there. You go. Was that what you were looking for? My my backdrop. That's exactly yeah. it. That was I was absolutely awesome. So thank you for that. And uh, whenever we start, we always start uh, with the first question that we have with our guest, and that's uh, success without sacrifice. So when you hear success without sacrifice, what comes to mind for you? And just to remind everyone, when we say success without sacrifice, 
we don't mean that you can have success without sacrificing something, but we do want you to have success without sacrificing the things that you love the most. That's good. Well, I mean, honestly, like you said, when I first heard it, I hated it. I'm like, God, what are, are, are Jerry and Jacoby up to? What do you mean success without sacrifice? I mean, you, it takes hard work and grit and focus and being dogged and determined and paying the price and sweat drops of blood. You know, you just got to do it. You got to do whatever it takes, the whatever it takes bus, the whatever it takes program for you. And then they explained to me what they just explained to you. Like, we're not talking talking about of course there's sacrifice but we we mean success without sacrifice and of course what they're talking about and to answer your question is i immediately went to my family i think most people work uh seven days a week at their small business you know 18 hours a day and they sacrifice the relationship with their children with their husband with their wife with their family and so i immediately go to family and so and i have a solution for that too no matter what your business is or where you are in life i can share my thoughts on that later if they want to know and then of course there's um sacrificing your health right not working out, not eating right, all that. And I recently lost 50 pounds. So I, I did a little where I did sacrifice my health. This wasn't paying attention, right? What you don't pay attention to goes to the weeds. So I had to step it up and I'm still not totally where I want to be, but I'm on the right track. And then there's, um, you know, there's health, there's your finances. You could sacrifice your finances, your health, your mind, or your reading, growing, your family, your relationship with God. I got saved at 19 in college. You know, are you reading the Bible? Are you praying? Or, you know, whatever your faith is. For me, I'm of the Christian faith and I believe in Jesus. And so, you know, are you spending time? Like if you neglect your wife constantly, you don't talk to her or your husband or your teenage son or daughter, and you never talk to them would you feel distant from your teenage son or daughter? And the answer is yes, you would. You'd feel isolated and alienated. Same thing with God. You got to spend time in prayer. Some of you call it meditation, whatever, but you got to spend time communing with God, get that spiritual part of your life. Right. And so I think people sacrifice that family finances, health, faith, and it's tragic. You know, they all are super important and I have ideas on for that, but we'll, we'll save that. So Long answer, short question. My apologies for the long answer. Perfect. No, that's not a yeah, that's not a long answer at all. When we uh, when we interviewed Jay Kinder, one of your friends, he said, "Man, when you told me the title, I didn't think I could do the podcast yeah, until, <laughs> we, until we explained to him what, what we're talking about here." So yeah, it's a it's a tricky title. You guys are very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's one of those things where like you just listed like a, a ton of areas in your life. And obviously you've put some thought into to all those areas. And so it's a matter of staying focused. Like that's kind of what I took out of you, you said you got to be really focused on what you're doing. And so that kind of leads me to probably have a pretty good plan on, on what you're doing. But Jacoby, we, we talked before. I want Jacoby to kind of drive it. Cause I think the plan, like that idea of the plan is going to come out of this conversation but Jacoby, go ahead and get into where you were, uh, where you want to talk about. Cause for me, like when I look at Brent, I'm kind of thinking like where he's at now, but Jacoby had a really good idea and like more, you know, taking a look in the past and kind of where all this, you know, where this journey started for you. 
Yeah, I like that a lot. I like all the areas that you talked about specifically. I think what happens a lot of times to folks is we usually get focused on our job and making money and doing things that we are all good things. And then you kind of look up, you had kind of mentioned it with the, you know, the health portion of it, right? We look up and it's like, oh man, it's kind of like a slow burn. And it's like, man, I didn't know I wasn't speaking to my wife every night, or I didn't know I wasn't spending time with my kids at, you know, um, during the day or, or whatever else. But what are some of the things that you've kind of put in place to maybe even not now, but as you were coming up to this point that you put in place to remind you of those things, because that's one thing that I love about you is that I know you do have a great relationship with your wife. You know, I know you, you are spending time and doing those things. And so how do you, has it always been like that? Or, you know, kind of give us, kind of give us the, uh, the background on that. Everything is failure, man. Fail forward, you know, struggle, you know, I mean, I've, I've blown it in with the finances. I've blown it with my health. I've blown it with my family. You know, I wish you, yes, everything I did was perfect. I made no mistakes. What's wrong with the rest of you? You know, I mean, you know, not the case. And so you, you know, failure is a prerequisite to success. Write that one down. If you're like, I don't want to fail. You need to fail. You need to fail often. And with, with gusto, and then pretty soon through your failure, you realize, okay, every time I do this, it goes really bad. I'm going to stop doing that, right? But if you only do it once every six months, you forget the lesson. So you want to fail every day, two, three times. I mean, of course, I don't want to fail. Of course, nobody listening to this podcast wants to fail. But you have to be willing to put your chin on the line. You have to be willing to fall in a mud puddle and get mud on your face. You have to be willing to embarrass yourself, I'm going to write a book called Say Stupid Stuff, right? I mean, everyone likes, well, I want to be good like you. I want to know the scripts. I want to be smooth. Great. Say stupid stuff. Say stuff. You go off the phone like, oh, how could I have said that? Or go on an appointment for whatever your business is, whether it's real estate or some other line of business, you know, financial planning or insurance. And then you say stupid stuff. But if you do it enough, you stop saying the stupid stuff. It's called experience. And, and then all of a sudden you go, man, when I say this, it doesn't work out. But when I say that, it works out. And when I say this, jackpot. And, and But that only comes from a lot of failure. That is, it all comes. My wife is asking me to sign something right here. I'm going to sign it right now. It says the IRS on top. Yeah, fun that's a, that's IRS form. <laughs> Whatever that was, I just signed. She says sign. I say where. She says jump. I say how high. See, I'm trained after 30 years like a dolphin at SeaWorld. You throw me a, a little fish, I'll jump and I'll dance. But um, by the way, back to that last topic about we've all heard it, but the big rocks, when you plan out your year, the first thing we plan is our vacations. The first thing we plan out is time together. The first thing we plan out is time with our family. The first thing we, we now time out is exercise and diet. The first thing we time out is time to read and time to pray and time to think oh, that's a lot of time. It's 24 hours in a day. You get seven of those a week. You, and so I think what it is, is being, if, if you could all write this down, being intentional, and being purposeful. If you will learn to become intentional and purposeful. Zig Ziglar taught me a long time ago, Jacoby, to bring it back to what you're saying. When I was 19 and I was washing dishes in college, it's probably the lowest job you can get anywhere on the planet 
maybe digging ditches, which I did when I was 18. So I was climbing the corporate ladder. And before digging ditches, I was mowing lawns. Before mowing lawns, I was collecting papers and aluminum cans, you know, and you just do what you got to do. So you start with aluminum cans and papers when you're 10, right? Eight, nine, 10 years old, 11, 12. And then you start mowing lawns in the neighborhood when you're 12, 13, 14, 15. And then you get a job as a busboy and a dishwasher. And then, you know, you work, you work your way up to waiter or waitress, you know? So there I am in the dish room. I'm in college. I'm 19. I'm broke. I'm struggling. I'm eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like three times a day. And when you get sick of that, you learn to fry them in a pan for a hot meal. Then when you get sick of that, you learn to add banana slices, which is really good, by the way. None of this is good for your diet, but I'm just talking college. We're talking top ramen and being broke. I'm like, I don't care. I'm starving. I need food. And I learned to eat fried peanut butter jelly sandwiches with banana slices. It's making my mouth water, right? <laughs> it's so good. I haven't had one in 30 years, man. So uh, next time I hit my weight goal, I'll make that my little reward. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. No, I won't because they're addictive. I forget that. Bad thought, bad thought. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Just All right. So anyways, get the devil out of here. So here's the bottom line. I put my family in first, but Zig Ziglar said this. I was listening to Zig Ziglar in 1985, circa 1985, Chico State, number one party school in America. That's why I chose it. A lot of people chose it for their engineering program or their, their nursing program or this or that. I chose it because it was the number one place to have a good time. I go, perfect. That's for me. And so there I am washing dishes and I'm listening to Zig Ziglar and the other dishwashers in the dish room were making fun of me like, what are you listening to go, you know, they were smoking pot, drinking beer. And I wanted to have a good time too. I wasn't really a pot smoker. I was an athlete, rugby player, basketball, soccer, baseball, whatever. But, um, I would drink beer. I like to, I was a beer drinker. Right. And so, but, but I'm like, yeah, that's, this guy's really good. And then like, he's in a cult. I mean, there are politics in the dish room. They literally made fun of me, by the way, the guy who led them making fun of me, his name was Kevin. He called me 10 years later after I was super successful. And he said, man, I'm so sorry. I made fun of you. I can't believe I did that. I was just a punk kid myself. I'm embarrassed. Were you for, I go, yeah, dude, no problem. I still remember him. Let's see. I am 56. I'll be 59 a little bit. So that's like, I can't even do the math. What is that? 40 years later. I still, the day, it doesn't feel good to be made fun of. I still remember it. I forgive him. I'm not you got to forgive people. Otherwise you're in prison. I can't believe what he did to me. I can't believe what she did to me or you know, my uncle, my dad, my mom, let people go. You're, just, you're the one in prison. I'll never forgive them. Look at you. You're in prison. You got to forgive and, and you won't forget, but you, you get to move on. But Zig Ziglar said this, you're either a wandering generality or a meaningful specific, write that bad boy down. You're either a wandering generality you, you're not intentional. You're not purposeful. What do you do? Well, I'm going to show property later this week, maybe do an open house. Hopefully, maybe if I can get a listing appointment, I'll go do a listing presentation. Maybe this, maybe this. How about, no, today I'm going to contact 15 people. Today, I'm going to set up an open house for Saturday and Sunday. And it's going to start at 10. It's going to end at six at night. I'm going to put an eight-hour Saturday in open house and eight-hour Sunday. I'm going to spend an hour putting the signs out. I'm going to put out 35 signs. I'm going to be in this particular neighborhood where I want clients. And on Sunday, 
Friday, I'm going to be in this particular part of town where I want clients and that. And everything's going to be very purposeful, very intentional. And I'm going to take my wife out tonight because it's Wednesday night and we go out every Wednesday night. My wife and I go out every Wednesday night for 30 years. And I'm taking my wife out Saturday night because that's what we do on Saturday nights. It used to be Friday nights, but now it's Saturday nights. When I was hot and heavy into real estate, it was Friday nights because Saturdays and Sunday, I was a weekend warrior doing these eight, 10, 12 hour open houses Saturday and Sunday. I had to write offers all night Saturday nights. So we couldn't go out Saturday nights. So it was, it was like Wednesday nights and Friday nights. Now it's Wednesdays and Saturdays, but I've been married 30 years. And yet we had a huge hiccup in our marriage 10 years ago. I was faithful. She was faithful, nothing like that, but just stuff comes up from people's childhood. This, I wasn't paying attention. I was asleep at the wheel and we had a big problem for about 10 months, which was extremely painful. I walk with a limp. Now I have empathy for couples going through marriage before I had no empathy. I'm like, Jacoby, just say you're sorry, dude. Come on, <laughs> stop, treat her better. Jerry, get, get a grip on it. You know, I, I didn't understand it because I had 19 years of a blissful marriage till, till 10 months went by. And it was, it, we were marriage counseling. It was like, I mean, we, it was mm. bad. And we went to the one yard line. I mean, our friends literally said they're not going to make it. And we, I mean, we went to the one yard line and I kept, I kept thinking, man, I, I got to pull this out of a hat. I got to pull it out. I got to pull it out for the kids, for the kids. It was actually for the kids. I did not want her to get remarried and have some strange man sleeping in my house with my kids and vice versa. I'd get remarried and there's some, you know, I could, you know, who's this. And now we got step this step that I really, some of you are in that situation. It is what it is. Make the best of it. But I go, I am going to get this. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. And I did, I became very uh, intentional and purposeful about counseling with Dr. Scott, who I did not like. We're on the second story floor. He used to dream about tackling his ass through the plate glass window and <laughs> seat walk. I mean, I'm telling you, it was bad. I mean, I don't think that about anyone. I wanted to tackle. I was a rugby player. I wanted to stick him because he was saying stuff to me. I didn't like hearing, but he had the cojones to talk to me. And I, 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 to this day, it was not a great experience, but I did learn from the guy about being present. I hated that sound. So you know, learn to be present. What the hell is that? Well, it means getting off your phone. It means looking your husband in the eyes, your, your 10 year old, your five-year-old, look at them in the eyes and being fully present, like being with them in the moment, being with your wife, like really hearing her, not texting and hearing her and Instagramming and YouTube. I mean, really like your phone's in the dang car. You're on a date. You're not taking calls on a date. You're not texting on a date. You're totally asking your wife, your husband about their dreams, their goals, their day, their, their happiness, their joy, their source of pain. You know, how can I help? And being totally tuned in. And if you could tune into your kids, if you could tune into your friends, you could tune into your clients and actually get to know your sellers and your buyers. Like you're really present. You will rip the cover off the ball. It's game over. We do business with people we know, like, and trust. Families that are happy, mom and dad are tapped in. The kids know, like, and trust their parents. The parents know, like, and trust. But it takes being intentional and purposeful and carving out time. So I have my schedule completely blocked out, not because I'm a robot. Because I make time for what's vitally important. 
And if you don't get intentional, purposeful and have it in your calendar and live by your calendar, which means someone says, come list my $5 million ranch property, 6%, right? And you could go, man, if I double in that thing, that's 60,000 times five, 61, 22, 40, $300,000 commission. I've only sell one side. It's $150,000. And they go, here's the caveat. You got to come tonight. Well, tonight, your little boy is singing in a play. Your daughter's singing in a play. It's mm. Christmas. Tonight is your um, wife's birthday. Tonight is your date night, just simple date night. So do you live by your calendar and honor your calendar and tell that person, I already have an obligation tonight. I cannot come tonight because tonight you're just going to go have coffee with your 17-year-old son, your 17-year-old daughter. And you're just going to connect for an hour or two. And you got to have that cojones to trust God enough for your life that you say, look, I have an obligation tonight. I absolutely cannot get out of this. I'm available tomorrow. I'm available Thursday or Friday at these times. What do those times work for you? Because you're fearful. You go, uh, I'll be there. And then you sacrifice your 17-year-old daughter. You sacrifice your wife's birthday. And you, my friend, are epically failing and you don't even know it because you're not trusting God. Well, what if I don't get it? What if it? Then, then you don't get it. Be willing to not get it. Value your faith and your family above those things. Your health. Live by your counter. Don't be a wandering generality. Be a meaningful specific. I'm sorry I'm preaching it, you guys. I know we're supposed to be conversational. You got me all fired up with that last one, and I just kind of launched. So hopefully that was meaningful and helpful to anyone listening. Oh, that is. Uh, so that your time with Dr. Scott, is that where being present started in your life? Like yes. when you say prior yes. to that, you weren't present? Because <laughs> the one thing I've had – you know, I've had probably three or four conversations with you at the different events. And every single time I've talked to you, you're 100% engaged in that conversation. Even up to the first time I met you was last year in Phoenix. And you were just, you were probably just coming off the golf course. You had to get to something. And we had just kind of been there. We had like a, just a brief conversation, but what I knew you had to be somewhere, but you didn't take your eyes off of our conversation. And, and that stood out. And, so prior to five years ago or 10 years ago, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't in the arsenal. I, I just, it's like anything. If you don't know, you can't do it. It's like, right. You, you, if you, if you don't know, you're going to be a repeat offender. And so are you reading books on parenting? Are you reading books on relationships? Are you reading books on finances? Or do you keep buying depreciating assets, motorcycles and boats and timeshares and stuff like that, right? And so with knowledge brings power, you know, and, and the power to change, the power to grow. But you can't sit there and watch Amazon and Hulu and Prime and, and YouTube and Instagram for hours and go, why does my life suck? It sucks. Look in the mirror. It's not Joe Biden. It's not Trump. It's not the Republicans. It's not the Democrats. It's not Gavin Newsom in California. It's not your governor of whatever state you're in. It's not the fact that there's low inventory or interest rates might be creeping up on you, especially if you're a lender. Look in the mirror. The problem is you. You are the problem. You are the solution. But um, Jerry, I'm so glad you said that I paid attention to you because I get, I, you know, I go to some of those events. I try hard to pay attention to everyone. I'm like, you know, it's interesting you said that, but I saw you five times and you blew me off. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you <laughs> I try it. I really try. There are times I fail. I'm I'm a human being. I get distracted too. So by, I don't want to get up here and say I have the best marriage because I don't. We're still in marriage counseling. We had two days ago, uh, Dr. Laura and I got a new person, but we've been 10 years later and we go because we have a really good marriage. 
but neither one of us want a really good marriage. We want a great, exciting, amazing, like, woohoo, we want that. And so we're still after it. We're not there, but we're doing great, right? And, and same thing with my health. I lost a bunch of weight, but I still have more weight to lose. Same thing with my kids. I by no means am like the, the dad of the year, but man, I am trying. I'm giving it 110%. I'm not just trying, I am doing. And I have a great relationship with all of my kids, but I have fought for that like a rabid dog, you know, and, and friends and to do the right thing. So, yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate you saying all that. I, um, I just uh, read a book called from Meg Meeker. It's called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. And that intentionality thing that you are talking about, it's it, to me, it's like a little subtle shift. Like it's not like monumental, yes, but it's like a subtle shift. And like, it literally, I will say everything has changed, you know, between in our relationship, like it wasn't bad before, but like just that little subtle shift of me, like looking her in the eye, like you said, versus like just saying something, but opposed can to tell. it's like turning and actually talking to her, you know? And so that is like, absolutely awesome. My question to you is um, when you go back to when you're washing dishes, right? Oh, you're back. What, on okay. I am. I just, I love, I just loved this story. It might've been the fact that you like actually got on the ground at the build conference and it's like seared in my brain. <laughs> Lay in there. In front yeah. Of yeah. It was absolutely awesome. So, but to me, like what in your head or like what, what shift did you have where you went from like, I don't want to be in this situation to, you know, whatever that was, I don't, I don't remember the specifics of it, but to, I do want to be a different person. I do want something different for myself. Like I'm mm -hmm. not just going to be washing, not that washing dishes is a bad thing, but I want more like what inside of you or what concept do you have now that you think about where it's like, this is different. You know, or I want to be different. Obviously getting saved and coming to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior was the biggest thing that ever happened in my life and will happen in my life. So Went to the party school and found Christ. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Like it's awesome you know, how he works. It, it was amazing. So that was huge. That was a big deal. It's my personal faith. That's my journey. If that's not your gig, fine. By the way, if you're like, ah, yeah, I kind of need to grow in that area. I would just encourage you to pray and ask God to reveal himself to you. That's all you got to do. Ask him, it'll happen. And it's not like a scary way. It'll be great. It'll blow your mind, but say, God, if you're real, show me, start praying that prayer and you watch what happens in your life. And, and the, the Lord is amazing. He loves you. And, and that's another story. But I think you know, if you're looking from a business standpoint, I think starting to listen to those Zig Ziglar tapes and learning about pumping the pump and having faith. And you got to, you know, you got to prime the pump. You got to take what precious water you have. If you're out in the desert, it says, do not drink this water. You're dying of thirst. Dump it in the pump to prime the pump and then pump for two minutes. And after two minutes, water will start flowing from this pump. All the water you could ever drink in the world to refresh yourselves and to live and not to pass away in the desert. And then make sure you fill the bucket for the next weary traveler. Let them see this note. Do not drink the water. Take what little resources you have and prime the pump. And, and it's a faith and belief, not that yet singing. You're pumping and you're pumping and nothing's happening. And all of a sudden, two minutes later, a little bit of water comes out, a little bit more than pretty soon you can pump easier. Pretty soon you just barely up and down the water's just flowing out and so in life you go i'm going to marriage counseling nothing's changing pump the pump i'm, I'm on this diet mm -hmm. with jenny craig or weight watchers or i'm eating right i'm at the gym i don't see a change in me pump the pump right it's a, a faith it's slow money it's like you said i just instead of talking about it, i just turn and give my daughter my full attention and we feel it in a salesperson at a diamond store or a clothing store or electronics. Like I like this guy. 
I like mm-hmm. the scout. They're really kind of tuned into me, asking me what it is I need help with and, and trying to really understand me. They're really fully present. Like I got just the thing and, and they're kind of connecting with me and, and that's who we do business with. So on that note, I read a book besides Zig Ziglar and it really started me on my journey of, cause you can be on a journey of becoming an attorney. You can get on a journey of becoming an engineer, a doctor, right? Going into the Peace Corps, a journey of, of getting involved with nonprofits. My journey of personal development came by reading a book by Og Mandino. It's my favorite book of all time. If you go to brentgove.com, my website, brentgove.com, and you right in the middle at the top, it says Brent's books. You click on them. I have 15 of my favorite books of all time. I have a lot more, but I put 15. The number one book, I put them in order of how I like them too, is uh, The Greatest Salesman That Ever Lived right? And so um, that, that as far as a business book, you know, obviously the Bible is my favorite book of all time. It's been printed more than any book of all time, times a gazillion, but mm-hmm. augmenting of the greatest salesman ever lived a little paperback book. Once you read that, you can't unlearn it. You, and it talks about overcoming great tribulation and struggle. And some of you are like so frustrated right now. And I think, you know, the frustration of being broke, the frustration of things not working out. Frustration is a precursor to change, to success. And, and when you're miserable, you're in big trouble. I'm miserable. You're in huge trouble. You frustrated? You're right on track. When you get so frustrated about your weight, so frustrated about your relationship, we're going to counseling. We're going to a couple's retreat. We got to do something. And then now things change. So frustrated about your garage and how messy it is. What do you do? You go clean the garage on a Sunday afternoon. Frustration is a precursor to getting results. So, um, but that book, to answer your question, the Zig Ziglar tapes, some Dr. Dennis Waitley tapes, and um, and and they just started me on. And then I started reading, you know, um, the Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David Schwartz, Success, the Glenn Band Method, Legend of the Golden Skulls, The Go Giver, The Noticer by Eddie Andrews. I could just rattle them off. Joe Carnegie's How to Infringe and Influence People. Um, I wrote a book called Momentum in Real Estate. It's there. It's book number eleven on the list. It's my shameless plug. Thanks. How I sold four thousand homes in real estate. But go to brinkov.com if you haven't read these books. Just start with number one, little paperback. You read it in two nights. It will change your life forever. You will never be the same again in such a good way. And um, all I can say is read the book. It's not about sales. It's about your mental internal fortitude and how you think. Because how you think is giving you the life you got right now. And you may love it. And we all, it's great. But how would you like to change a few things? And that all gets down to what you're thinking. So. I love, I love that. So basically what I get from that is you're a reader, you're a learner, and you're always doing those things. Even what you said before about failing, failing is all about learning and making the change. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yep. I also love your story. I, I, you know, I'd love to hear more about that. Uh, you uh, come into faith or that's where my life changed as well. On, you know, it's like, it's like uh, I started actually reading the Bible for myself. And then, Oh my uh, gosh, he said the I, B word. The Bible. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I'm not who I thought I was. I'm not uh, God's yeah. gift to the world. Right. It's like, who do you think you are? And so oh, I, yeah. uh, I love, love to hear that. One, uh, one other thing I have is um, you, you're always upbeat, right? You always seem upbeat. You're always happy. And the thing that I'm learning is that is a decision, right? And I know yes. you're, and so I know, just like you said, like none of us are perfect, right? And so 
Um, how do you, how do you get yourself, you know, upbeat, ready to go or whatever else, because I'm sure that's an attitude and a, something yeah. that you are intentional about. Right. So what, do, what do you do there? Well, like, it's funny you say that because yesterday I was having a hard time and we rescheduled this event to today. It's like, I don't feel like being happy today. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> and we were running late and I was just not as prepared. It was just one of those. I don't, every day does not wake up and it's perfect. And I don't have struggles. We all struggle. I was actually running late, struggling, hadn't shaved, wasn't prepared. And I rescheduled with you guys yesterday for today because I wasn't there. So, A, I'm not perfect. I'm just a man. Jesus, he was perfect. I'm just a guy. I'm just a dude. I'm just a dad with five kids. And we adopted three more. Now I have eight and a wife of 30 years. But, um, oh, guy, I forgot the question. What was the question again? I just it's about being, being like upbeat. How do you, maybe how do you oh, go yeah. from like where you were to like where you are, you know, today? Because that's a decision, right? And so yeah. well, I think I, if you read books and listen to podcasts like this and, and watch healthy stuff on YouTube, right? And surround yourself with positive people. Because if you get around people that are like, man, I hate Biden. I hate Trump. I hate the doggone liberal Democrat. I hate those Republicans. Look at my face. <laughs> and then you become like those people. I had to turn off the news. I don't know if you watch CNN or Fox News, but turn it off. It will make you, it'll poison you because it'll really get behind what you believe in. And then you'll find yourself getting angry. Like, well, we, you know, wait a minute. I'm not going to let the country go to hell on my watch. Hey, I don't either. I donate politically. I'm involved. I talk to people. But I found myself, I, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, you, you can get so worked up over this stuff. It is not good. So you have to be careful what you let in. And you got to be careful who you're hanging out with. And you, and, and, and you got to make a decision. You know, um, Henry Ford said this 100 years ago. He said, a man or a woman is about as happy as they make up their mind to be. Isn't that a great mm. quote? He lived a hundred years ago. Some people are happy. Some people are just, they're mad about everything. The service sucks. The food sucks. The weather sucks. Like you're in Tahiti. Yeah, but it's kind of cloudy today. You are in Tahiti. You're on a <laughs> beach. The water's clear. You could go. I mean, but they're going to find a reason to complain about everything. And so I'm like, man, you know, just to be a be grateful, you make a decision to be grateful and appreciative. Am I perfect at it? Nope. Do I fail? Totally. I'm just a guy willing to fail. But most of the time, I succeed. Most of the time, I'm I'm nailing it. And um, and so I, I uh, gratitude. That's what Tony Robbins says all the time. Focus on on what you're grateful for. Don't we love people who are just grateful, man? Do we love people that just moan and complain and bitch and, and they're mad and angry? Don't we love being around angry, <laughs> nasty, bitchy people? Oh, yeah. No, we don't. So don't be that person. Like, well, that's me. You're going to be really intentional and personal. But i like, nope, I'm being negative. I'm going to be grateful. What can I be grateful for? Take a breath. Because if you've ever had pneumonia or COVID and you couldn't breathe, we take our health for granted. Like right now, everyone take like be grateful for the breath in your lungs because God gave it to you and um, and your eyes. Some people can't see. I did a um, talk mm -hmm. two days ago and asked everyone to stand up. And the guy in the front row was laughing, wasn't paying attention. I'm like, man, come on, everyone stand up. And he is laughing and ignoring. He's in the front row. And I'm like, dude, you plaid shirt. Come on, man. I'm calling you out. Come on. Let's go. Everyone stand up. Take up. And he looked at me, smiled. He rolls out in his wheelchair around the table. And he <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, oh my God, I actually recognized him at that point. He was the first guy to do a Spartan race in a wheelchair. He's a famous motivational speaker. He was a champ about it. He took a thing and he realized I had stepped in a big old cow patty. And I'm like, oh dude, I'm sorry. I couldn't see the wheelchair. I'm like, why are you just fully ignoring me and sitting there laughing? He, you know, he's in a, oh God. So do I do stupid stuff? Yes, that's my book. Do stupid stuff. That was, I had no way of knowing and everybody kind of laughed and he let it everyone had a good, you know, and, and he spoke at the conference. They knew who he was. And, uh, and I'd seen him video on YouTube. I mean, uh, he shows up at a Spartan race at 5 a.m. rolling up and the, everybody just kind of parts and he's rolling to the front line. It's, it's just kind of moving like the Red Sea, like Moses. And he gets up there and he inspired everybody. He's throwing his wheelchair off 80 foot cliffs and jumping into mud and through barbed wire and over 30 foot fences. And they're pulling up his wheelchair and him. He's the first, he's a famous dude now. And you know who he was? Just a guy in a wheelchair who like, I don't know, eight years ago says, I'm going to do a Spartan race in my, most people want to do two arms, two legs to Lee. I haven't done a Spartan race or a tough mutter. And he gets out there in his wheelchair and swims and bike, does all this crazy stuff. And now he's speaking at events, but that was my fun moment two days ago. Like I said, be willing to make mistakes. And, you know, obviously I had no way of knowing. So, you know, that's awesome. That's know awesome. That in, but just take it for what it was worth. That's absolutely awesome. So, um, man, I've enjoyed everything, everything we've had here. I've got, I got, actually, I've got a lot of nuggets here. I got a lot of quotes that uh, I did not have before that uh, are really going to resonate, resonate with me. Jerry, you have anything else before we sign off here? Now we'll keep them to our time frame that we told them we would, but yeah, I got a whole page of notes and probably half a dozen quotes and a couple books I need to go look at. So I really appreciate you, you jumping on. Secret weapon, you guys. Well, yeah. yeah, give us give us the secret. I'm gonna give you my sauce. secret weapon. Yeah. You ready? You well, ready? You know you're holding out. You ready? Yeah, let's go. One minute. Prayer. Get on your knees and pray. So, can I say a short prayer for the two of you? Yeah, for sure. Yes, Lord, I just thank you for Jacoby and Jerry, and I just pray you bless their real estate businesses and their families. This podcast, I just pray it explodes, and for people listening today. I pray, God, that you touch their hearts and their minds and that you help them grow and change to be the men and the women they need to be. And Lord, I just thank you for this beautiful day and for these beautiful people. In your son's name we pray, amen. Amen. That's my secret sauce, baby, right there. And that's when you start throwing a turbocharger on what you're doing. When you hit your knees, you start praying for other people. It's okay to pray for yourself, too. It's not selfish. You're asking God to not like, give me, give me, give me, but direct me, direct me, direct me. Let me be a, a change agent. Let me be a light in a dark world. Let me be love where there's hatred. Let me give where people want to take. And, and man, it's just awesome. And just let it rip, right? Let it rip. Do say stupid stuff. Embarrass <laughs> yourself. That'll be maybe the book after say stupid stuff. Embarrass yourself. And just, I'm this guy out there doing it. And I make mistakes and it's okay. Some of you are so afraid to make mistakes. And making mistakes is how you live a big life and you change lives because you learn from it. If you're not making mistakes, you're not learning diddly squat or anything. That's really good English. And so anyways, love you guys. Thanks for having me on. And it was a pleasure to be here today. It's been awesome. So just, uh, just for our, uh, our listeners here, if they want to learn more about you, where can they contact you and where can they get, uh, get more information? 
Well, yeah, brentgove.com, my website. Absolutely. I'll be in Dallas in August, Cabo in February. We got 1,200 people flying out to that event. Got 5,000 people coming out to my Dallas event, maybe six, 7,000. Tony Robbins is flying and he's going to be there again this year. Ooh. And so Tony's coming to my event and speaking for me. And so just life is good. I'll be in Atlanta. I'm going to be in Atlanta at the end of this month, January, speaking at a huge event with a bunch of movie stars or professional athletes. I've never done that, but they kind of said, hey, we want you to come share your story and speak. So, you know, opportunities open. I'll be at a three-day event. If anyone's listening in Atlanta, you know, I'll be doing that and um, I'll get you guys some information on it in case they reach out to you. But um, somebody else's event and it's kind of an event for entrepreneurs. So that's it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Sweet. Thanks, Brent. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.